circles Every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food, and we have so much to be thankful for. And as Americans, we're very thankful to have a man among us like William Shatner, who is a Canadian, to which we can say thanks, but no thanks. What would you have me do? What would you have me do? Seek out some wealthy patron and crawl like a clinging vine up the lordly tree, rising by deceit and trickery instead of my own strength? No, thank you. Imitate what others do and dedicate my works to the rich in the hope of arousing a smile of recognition from some sterile face? No, thank you. Breakfast every day on insults. Wear out my knees and warp my spine with endless bowing and groveling in the dust? No, thank you. Become a master of hypocrisy and opportunism, never letting my right hand know what my left is doing? Burn incense for some glorified idol of the day? Pull all the proper strings? No, thank you. Shall I become the captain of some literary cult by writing stupid love songs for wealthy widows and navigate to success with their sighs filling out my sails. Pay some publisher to print my poems and bribe some critic to review them? No, thank you! Shall I become the high priest of a petty group of hack writers who dine together once a week? No, I thank you. Shall I build my reputation on one flawless poem and never write another? Should I scheme to get my name mentioned in the columns of some newspaper and smack my lips over the little phrases written about me? No, thank you. Shall I calculate and scheme, live in fear, make visits instead of rhymes, meet all the right people, seek introductions and favors? No, thank you. No, I thank you. And again, I thank you. Thank you. And thanks for giving, William Shatner, for that. This is a show about food, peripherally, peripherally, (laughs) peripherally, it's subliminably a show about food. You don't misunderestimate something like that. But let me tell you one thing's for sure. Tryptophan or tryptophan, however you pronounce it, is apparently a drug. And I guess we're very grateful and thankful that at this time that we have this drug in turkeys that will put us to sleep when we eat too much food and leaves us comatose. This is something about this is something I found on the web. The truth about tryptophan 5-HTP as you and I all know it by Alan N. Spreen, MD, the nutrition physician. With a name like that, it must be real. It says here, discussing tryptophan is always a sore subject for me. It's a major example of how we've lost our right to decide what we want to put in our bodies, especially concerning natural substances. I guess turkey should be illegal. 
Tryptophan is a natural amino acid that's found there, among other foods. Yet we've been told that I-tryptophan, perhaps it's one tryptophan, is toxic. Originally, it was available very cheaply in any HF store. Then an episode occurred wherein a single manufacturer tried a shortcut that caused a toxic problem from contamination. It was evident, however, from early on that any trouble from tryptophan was traceable back to this one company. Tryptophan had been used for years in very high doses with no ill effects, Prescription drugs should be so lucky. Unfortunately, the syndrome caused by the contaminant was, in some cases, serious. All tryptophan was pulled from the market, not an illogical reaction at the very beginning. Once the problem was tracked down, however, the FDA never returned tryptophan to its normal commercial status. For a long time, it was completely unavailable. Now at least it can be acquired by prescription only, as if it's some controlled substance. I'm reading this from the website of Alan N. Spreen, MD, the nutrition physician, without screening it at all and without having any opinion of what I'm saying. It's total freedom to speak my mind when I have no mind and to sing, sing. Tryptophan, I was wrong. It's an ordinary day. Tryptophan, it began I was feeling like I am By the leg of the bird And the special day observed I was mad till I found There was more to go around Tryptophan In my mind, in my chemistry, I find tryptophan. I'm aware, like the calm breeze in the air, like a swan on the lake. I'm not calm, that's my mistake. Tryptophan. is getting creepy. What is it with this tryptophan, tryptophan thing, and how do you pronounce it? We at Pandora's Lunchbox are going to go undercover in a turkey bar and find out exactly what's going on in just a moment. But first of all, on this Thanksgiving Day, we want to say thanks also to Mr. Whipple. Mr. Whipple, who told us not to squeeze the Charmin, has died. This is sad news. This is from the Associated Press, and this happened... I believe on the 18th, it was just this week, the actor who played Mr. Whipple in the Charmin commercials has died. Dick Wilson made Please Don't Squeeze the Charmin a household phrase. A statement released by Procter & Gamble says Wilson died at the Motion Picture and Television Hospital. The Motion Picture and Television Hospital in Woodlands Hills, California. He was 91 years old. The brand manager for Charmin says Wilson, quote, deserves much of the credit for Charmin's success. Wilson appeared in more than 500 commercials for Charmin from 1964 to 1985. Wilson's career lasted nearly 70 years. He had roles in radio, TV, movies, and theater. His TV roles included Captain Gruber on Hogan's Heroes. And I am thankful in this great country where you can look up the Edmonton Sun, the Edmonton son of Edmonton, Canada, and see this headline, Past the Charmin, Mr. Whipple's Dead. Isn't that charming? 
Yeah, that's just very sweet. He grew up in Canada, but he became a U.S. citizen in 1954. He was also on Bewitched and The Bob Newhart Show. He was the uptight grocer, begging customers, please don't squeeze the Charmin. Past the Charmin, Mr. Whipple's dead. That's just very sweet. But what I really love about Thanksgiving, what I love and, and what makes me very thankful is that we have a free democracy, which allows us to speak freely and say anything we want and to argue over important points of our democracy. This news just came out from Ocean City, New Jersey on the AP. Debate rises on who wrote Don't Squeeze the Charmin. Who wrote that? Just days after the actor died who said, please don't squeeze the Charmin in TV commercials, two retired copywriters are arguing over who wrote who wrote the line. Norman Schott and John Chervokas are both in their 70s. They say they worked at the same New York ad agency in the early 1960s but did not know each other. Both have clear memories of being the creator of the phrase that sold so many rolls of toilet paper for Cincinnati's Procter & Gamble. When he heard yesterday that Schott was laying claim to the tagline, Chervokas called the other man to complain. A PNG spokeswoman said there's no paper trail. <laughs> oh, lordy. Hold on. I'm going to slap my knee. There you go. There's no paper trail proving which copywriter brainstormed the enduring slogan. Past the Charmin, Mr. Whipple's dead. That's just that's just extremely sweet. This is Pandora's lunchbox, and Mr. Whipple was a grocer. That's why it is that we're talking about grocery. Now, about this whole tryptophan controversy and the whole turducken controversy. Do you know what a turducken is? If you don't know, a turducken is a novelty foodstuff in which a chicken is crammed inside a duck, which in turn is crammed inside a turkey. This is after they've lived their lives now. That's a turducken. A turducken ale is a novelty foodstuff in which a chicken is crammed inside a duck, which in turn is crammed inside a turkey, which is then crammed inside a small whale. You're then required to eat it in one gulp. What to drink with turducken? Actually, I just lied about the whale part, but there is a website called... Uh, well, well here, you're getting to the point here. Denise Clark of the American Chronicle says, What to drink with a turducken? It says Zango Secos. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. Zango Secos start, starts with an X. She says this refreshing beverage is champagne with mangosteen juice. And that's what you drink with turducken. What is mangosteen? Well, let's check mangosteen.com. This I'm also serious about. The mangosteen is a fruit originating in Southeast Asia. It's savored by all who find its subtle flavors a refreshing balance of sweet and sour. Yeah. It should be pointed out that Asians consider many foods to be either cooling, such as the mangosteen, or heating, such as the durian, depending on whether they possess elements that reflect yin and yang. This duality is commonly used to help describe balance in many aspects of life in general, and food in particular, throughout Asia. We'll have to do a show sometime about what is cooling food and what is heating food in terms of yin and yang in food in Asia. But in the meantime... We're pretty much into the complete nonsense right now. I mean, we're into investigative journalism right now. I've been getting some strange emails from uh, turduckens lately. I think there must be from turduckens because they don't really make any sense. I got this email from Alfonso Nadeau, and the the email, the, the subject line says as follows, Pebble Triangle Baby Spot Light Window Spice Kitchen. I'm going to say that again. Pebble Triangle Baby Spot Light Window Spice Kitchen. Now... Needless to say, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Um, I, 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 I typed in Pebble Triangle Baby Spot Light Window Spice Kitchen on a popular website that would be, uh, I believe it's called uh, gobble.com. I think that's it. And I found a poem 
by Ralph Hawkins called Zoo and Eats. I'd like to read a part of that poem to you right now. You can find this on the web, Zoo and Eats by Ralph Hopkins. Hawkins. Zoo and Eats. That's what Harris called his restaurant. Menu full of protected shark and contraband whale. Goes out of the back with a hook harpoon. Sharpens up the appetite. Krill for a starter. The water in and around said environs, the most polluted in the world now, is a treasure waiting to be spent. There is dog, civet cat, bear's paw, snake, and monkey. Take home a doggy bag. Dab. Hold on. Take home a doggy bag. Practice... Zoomancy, Z-O-O-M-A-N-C-Y. Spirits don't eat, that's why they're pale and wan, almost see-through, almost condom to the touch, almost not real, almost as clear as a tear, they survive on a diet of dew, they're light enough to fly. Can you get reverse suction on this, said Harris? Don't plug it in, for God's sake. It goes on from there. This is Ralph Hawkins' poem, Zoo and Eats, which was inspired by the email that I got from a turducken. I got this other email from a turducken where the subject line was Oyster Perpetual Cosmograph Daytona. I thought to myself, okay, that sounds completely insane. So I typed in, of course, Oyster Perpetual Cosmograph Daytona. And it's actually a real thing. And here's how it's described on a website. A peerless chronometer and chronograph, the Oyster Perpetual Cosmograph Daytona, is equipped with a sweep second hand, minute and hour totalisators, perhaps, and a tachometer bezel. bezel, bezel, bezel. I should just say this in dezebel dezutch, and it'll make just as much sense. A favorite of professional drivers, it calculates average speeds and lap times. Oh, it's a watch. Okay, so that's an Oyster Perpetual Cosmograph Daytona. Well, this is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food, and I think we need to take a moment now to do a little investigative journalism. We're going to have to go now deep into the bowels of the turkey bar on the east side of town here, where turkeys wear leather studs and things, and they... They tend to run away from these places where bad things might happen to them, and they congregate in these bars, and you don't want to mess with them. But we're going to just go slowly in there, into the bar, and we're going to try to find out something about this contraband tryptophan, which just sounds great. Actually, that's the band, Contraband Tryptophan. I think I'm feeling kind of funny. There's smoke in the air. There's We're coming into the bar, folks. Temperature's rising. Yeah, I'm getting some funny looks from these mean turkeys here. They're starting to wonder what I'm sneaking around for. We're hearing the uh, tryptophan contraband playing the tune Cold Turkey. And uh, we're going to go into another room here. There's actually another band playing here. These guys are, uh, this guy's pretty harsh, really. They're singing, talking turkey with the turkey. And this is heavy stuff. Really, really heavy stuff. I'm getting a little intimidated by here, but we want to find out the get to the bottom of this whole tryptophan contraband problem here that we've got here in this country. And, and let's go into this other room here. We got another band playing here. This is pretty heavy stuff too. 
um, see what they're doing here. Turkey shoot, huh? This is getting creepy. I don't think we're getting anywhere with this tryptophan. Hey, what are those guys in the corner doing, man? What are they, what do you, what's that you guys got there? Uh-oh. They're looking at me. They're pulling out their claws. They're coming after me, folks. Gotta get out of here. Gotta get out of here. Gotta get Okay. We're out of the bar. We're safe. Okay. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and I think we're going to get to the bottom of the tryptophan contraband controversy here, but nonetheless, we'll, we'll do what we can in the next couple of shows to try to make sense of all this. In the meantime, this is a public service announcement. Thanksgiving dinner's sad and thankless. Christmas dinner's dark and blue. When you stop and try and see it from the turkey's point of view. Sunday dinner isn't sunny. Easter feasts are just bad luck when you stop and see it from the viewpoint of a chicken or a duck. Oh, how I once loved tuna salad, pork and lobsters, lamb chops too, till I stopped and looked at dinner from the dinner's point of view. Thank you, Robin Williams. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, and it's all very deep, and I'm very thankful for that. That's actually from a collection, a Marlo Thomas collection called Thanks in Giving All Year Round. And we may hear a little bit more from that later. But in the meantime, I do have actually some real news. But first, this is something you should know. We're, we need to talk about Santa right now. And I'm sorry to do that, but Santas are starting to turn up everywhere. I think they've been taking a lot of trip to fan and they're out there and they're looking kind of relaxed. And this is some news from the Associated Press from Clio, Michigan. Clio Parade asks Santas to stay away so kids aren't confused. Now, this is this is exciting news. I'm very thankful for this. Organizers of a small town holiday parade are asking Santa Clauses, Santa Clauses, Santa Claus I to stay home. Candlelight night is set for December seventh in Clio. Organizers say they don't want children to be confused by seeing a dozen Santas, then asking their parents tough questions about whether he's real or pretend. Co-organizer Bernie Borden tells the Flint Journal that the parade has had that problem in the past. Clio is about 65 miles north northwest of Detroit. This is extremely important, and I wanted you to know about that. Meanwhile, scientists say they've discovered remains of a new dinosaur. Maybe you've heard about this. I didn't get to talk about this last week. I ran out of time, but there's a new dinosaur with mouth parts designed to vacuum up food. Discoverer Paul Sereno named the elephant-sized animal Nigersaurus Taketi, an acknowledgment of the African country Niger and French paleontologist Philippe Taquet. It was found in the Sahara Desert. Nigersaurus also had a backbone consisting of more air than bone. Jeffrey Wilson is an assistant professor at the University of Michigan and an expedition team member. He says the vertebrae are are so paper thin that it's difficult to imagine them coping with the stresses of use. It's being unveiled by the National Geographic Society. And so, information about a dinosaur that has a vacuum cleaner for a mouth, it's all extremely profound. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. And coming up in just a moment, Arwolf is going to help us to face the music. But in the meantime, we have a story of thanks from Mr. David Hyde Pierce. 
Way back in the old days, a mouse, a bird, and a sausage lived happily together. Each worked a different job, and they got along wonderfully. Every day the mouse fetched a pot of water. Every day the bird gathered wood for the fire. Every day the sausage used the water to make soup and then swam around in it to add a bit of flavor. Life was good. But you know how it is. When people are doing well, they still seem to wish for something more. So one morning, Bird started complaining. Mouse, you have such an easy job. You fetch one pot of water in the morning, then you take the rest of the day off. So, said Sausage to Bird, all you do is pick up a few twigs. Oh, yeah, said Bird. Come to think of it, you probably do the least, Sausage. You just swim around a bit. I'd like to see you do my job, said Sausage. I'd like to see you do my job, said Mouse. I'd like to see you do my job, said Bird. Mouse, Bird, and Sausage argued and argued until they finally agreed to settle the matter by switching jobs. Sausage went out to collect wood. He ran into a dog who decided to have him for breakfast and was never seen again. Bird went to fetch a pot of water. He fell down the well, couldn't fly out because his feathers got wet, and was never heard from again. When Sausage and Bird didn't return, Mouse started a fire and heated the soup from the day before. He climbed into the pot to flavor the boiling soup and quickly lost both his hair and his life. So, give thanks for what you have and what your friends give to you. Otherwise, like Mouse, you might end up in very hot water and lose your hair. Don't lose your hair. That was David Hyde Pierce, and that is The Mouse, the Bird, and the Sausage. That is from Thanks and Giving All Year Long. Thank you for being Pandora's Lunchbox listeners and letting me ramble on incoherently every weekend, week, weekend, every weekend on a Thursday. TGIT, I'm telling you. In the meantime, we want to go back a little bit to the Ralph Hawkins, I want to call him Hopkins, the Ralph Hawkins poem, Zoo and Eats. I want to read another excerpt from that. We have red and watery, fresh-peeled, round-eyed lychees from Furhu, from Shady Cool, Pigwang, some sour tart from Songyang, sweet, sweet, luscious, yellow, orange, green, tangerine, and some supple, supple, soft, quite, quite white, crystal-crushed, flat persimmons. Notice the way the steps ruin this way and that. You, Orc, Om, and Eris, a name-dropper of sorts, the rhythmic bazaar, sculpted space, and gardens in the city, and parks, are usually pots and pans, or plots and plans. Did all things once start in the same place? This leakage. Well, it's Ralph Hawkins and Zoo and Eats. That, again, as I explained earlier, was what happened when I fed in the contents of the email that I got from a turducken, the email message, the email subject saying pebble, triangle, baby, spotlight, window, spice kitchen. I don't think any of those words actually appeared in that poem. Nonetheless, that's what I found on the web. Now, in spite of everything, I have some real news <laughs> to tell you about. These are things that are really happening in the next in the next uh, 10 days or so. Actual things happening in the Ann Arbor area. First of all, the agrarian adventure. I've had them on my show quite a few times. They're very cool people. It's a group that creates and sustains an organic school garden and a greenhouse at Tappan Middle School in Ann Arbor. And 
definitely something that children can enjoy and high school students can enjoy is to make a garden. And they've taken this a little bit further. First, it is all organic. They also help bring food systems and health education into the curriculum and the school day. And they've also joined a partnership to actually provide some fresh good food to schools around the whole Ann Arbor school system. So they've worked farther and farther into this goal. Uh, the Agrarian Adventure has worked in partnership with over 950 students, teachers, and staff at Tappan Middle School. And the Agrarian Adventure is going to be celebrating the end of the harvest with the second annual Harvest Dinner. It's going to be on Friday, November 30th at the Tappan School Cafeteria in Ann Arbor. There will be tours of the new greenhouse at 5 and 5.30, and dinner will be served at 6.00. Tappan Middle School students will prepare and serve a meal for the community featuring fresh organic vegetables that were grown by the students in the Tappan School Garden. It will include garden squash, baby greens, garlic, onions, zucchini, and herbs, all from the the garden grown by the students. That's the Tappan Middle School Agrarian Adventures Harvest Dinner on Friday, November 30th at 6 o'clock. And we'll talk more about that next week, most likely. Also happening about 10 days from now, a little, just the day after that one, in fact, it's the next Shadow Art Fair in Ypsilanti. It's already December almost. And on December, Saturday, December 1st, the Shadow Art Fair is going to be in Ypsilanti at the Corner Brewery. And that features, as they describe it, one day, 40 plus artists and 9,000 gallons of beer. That's a lot of days, artists and beer all in one place. They have all kinds of goods and things made by local people. And if if you go to the website, shadowartfair.com, you can find out more about it. You can also see a very nice Shadow Art Fair poster, which features a very nice-looking rabbit with antlers. And it says, by Indy in Ipsy. So there you go. Shadow Art Fair is on Saturday, December 1st at 2... (laughs) Saturday, December 1st at 2007, the year. Right. From noon to midnight at the Corner Brewery, in Ypsilanti. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox for at least a half hour. Could be for a little longer, but time is running out. At 7 o'clock, it's going to be time to face the music. And right now, we're going to play a little tune saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you over and over again, because I just want to say thank you, 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 thank you. I want to thank each and every one of you individually for being exactly what you are and such. But first, just before we get to that, Creamy Pumpkins. Creamy Pumpkins. When the land tilts, run north. Leave the family. You are the important one, the dreamer. The world needs its dreamers. Heads like creamy pumpkins, quiet skin, eyes that swivel round like smoke, like turquoise, like bulby grapes, seeing where others face an empty flat wall. The land tilted, and I ran south, for not only did the land tilt the other way, but no one tells me what to do. I ran through snakes in the mud, boiling heaps of string screaming like a million kettles, and reached a woman kneeling on a bush in her nighty, terrified. I leapt up beside her, but only for a moment, for she was beside herself, and there was no room. Ivor Cutler, Creamy Pumpkins. Thank you. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. 
Ríos. Antônio Gordo, 